Yet say it's the end of Sefer Shmot. We have to take a look at the last few psukim. What's on your mind? So this week we finished Sefer Shmot, double parsha, and at the end of Sefer Shmot, as we know, Moshe Rabbeinu puts the Mishkan together, and as Moshe Rabbeinu finishes to put the Mishkan together, the Shechina comes down, Moshe can't come to Ol Moed because the Anan, because the Shechina is there. And you would assume that this is how the parsha would end, the Chumash would end, because this is the pinnacle, this is the climax of Sefer Shmot, of building the Mishkan, but no, the Torah decides to add in a few Mopsugim about the Anan, about the cloud. This Anan was not only a symbol of the Shekhinah, but it was actually also the sign for Am Yisrael when to travel and when to park. Once it rose up, Am Yisrael knew it's time to leave. And once it stopped, Am Yisrael knew that that's where there will be parking. And that's how Sefer Shemot ends. And you have to ask yourself, what are these last few psukim doing over here? Right, we're talking about that Anan that came down, but we're talking about it in the reference of a Shekhinah. We're not referencing it as the cloud that showed them the way in the desert. What does that have to do with the Mishkan, with creating the Mishkan, with putting the Mishkan together now? We will learn about the Anan in Sefer Bamidbar when it's time to talk about the traveling of Am Yisrael in the desert. Why is it so important for the Torah to talk about the Anan being the sign for traveling right over here at the end of Sefer Shmot? Why does the Torah end Sefer Shmot with this purpose of the Anan as the sign for traveling and parking? I think to truly understand this, we need to go back and see the context. These psukim are the end of a long process of several months. This is in Adar and we started from Yom Kippur when Moshe comes down from the mountain with the Luchot. After a very, very traumatic experience of the Cheta Egel and them failing and the Luchot being broken, as we spoke about, this process of building the Mishkan is a long process of fixing everything that went wrong before. And if we see it in that context, I think it can help us understand what the peak of this process is and why it's expressed in that Anan that they follow. Because if we go back to that moment after Cheta Egel, when the Luchot are broken and they understand what they did wrong and want to fix what they did. And suddenly Hashem turns to them and says, go from here, go to Eretz Israel. Everything seems to be all okay. And he says, I'm going to send my angel before you who will lead you into Eretz Israel. But the next Pasuk says, and the nation heard this terrible thing and mourned because of it. But what just happened? Hashem just told them he's going to send them to Eretz Israel with his angel who will lead the way and they were torn by it. But we see later when Moshe Rabbeinu is talking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he says, Im holchim, al We don't want any mediators. We don't want an angel to lead the way. We want you. We want your presence here. That's what we want. To the point where Moshe says, if it's not you leading the way, we don't want to move. Just leave us where we are. Al we don't want to take one step forward. And the Midrash and Shira Shirim points out to this fact that everything they heard and all the punishments and everything around Cheta Egel, we didn't see them mourn. But to hear that that Amalach is going to lead them, but not HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Shekhinah, not HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence himself, that was too much. That they already mourned for. And Moshe tells HaKadosh Baruch Hu, this is what makes us who we are. This is what makes us unique. If we don't have that, what is Am Yisrael about? And Hashem accepts this request and tells Moshe, that too, I will do. And therefore, the whole process of the Mishkan out of that context is preparing for that moment where the Shekhinah will rest, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself 
will lead the way. No mediators. Am Israel are not impressed about being taken to Eretz Israel, about winning the wars here and the wars there. What they want is HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. We want you. And the Mishkan is about allowing that, is about taking the steps forward to enable that presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to rest between us. Therefore, the peak of it all, they finally build the Mishkan, Shechina rests. And what does the Pasuk say? V'lo yachal Moshe lavo. Moshe himself couldn't come in. That's what they were looking for. They were looking for God's presence himself, a place that even Moshe Rabbeinu can't enter. And what is the end goal? That HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be leading the way. And that's what those Psukim are describing. We won't move a step as long as you're resting here. And if you move, we won't wait a second. We'll follow. That experience of Lechtecha Charei Bamidbar, of following HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is exactly what they were mourning that they thought they lost and what they were working so hard for in this process of the Mishkan and waiting to finally achieve. Beautiful. And like you're saying, when you look at the Psukim, obviously that Anan, which represents the Shechina, and the reason it is brought down also as the sign, the symbol for traveling and parking is because it's together. Because like you were saying, we are coming from Cheta Egel, where at some point they lost that connection to Agrash Borchu, where Hashem said he will send the Malach instead to lead the way. Am Yisrael mourned that punishment. That's what hurt them the most. Like you said, the Midrash says, and that's what they wanted to see happen now with the Mishkan. It's as if they're saying, okay, we have the Mishkan, but we not only need in the Mishkan. We need him throughout our entire life all the time leading us the way. It's not only when we're parking, it's also when we are traveling. It's not only when we're traveling, it's also to tell us when to park. It's to be on every step that we take throughout our life. And looking at our own lives, we all know that we also have in our lives these spots, these times where we park, where it's easy to find the Mishkan, where it's easy to find HaKadosh Baruch Hu, whether it's on a daily basis when we go to Shul, when we could go to Shul and we can find HaKadosh Baruch Hu there, or when it's during the Chagim or any regular times during life that in certain situations, it's easy to find a Gadosh Baruch Hu. It's easy to connect to Hashem and to see Him where we expect to see Him. However, it's harder to see Him when we walk, when we travel, when we go down the path of life. That's when it gets harder to see Him. That's when it gets harder to connect to Him. And that's when the real requirement, the real desire to connect to Hashem comes in. Like David HaMelech says, And what David HaMelech wanted was this connection to Gadosh Baruch Hu, was this relationship with Gadosh Baruch Hu, to feel Gadosh Baruch Hu throughout the entire life. Even though obviously you cannot sit in the house of Hashem, you can't be in the Mishkan your entire life. You're still asking a Baruch Hu, please help me when I go down the path of life to recognize you throughout my entire life, to see you there. And as Am Yisrael requested to see a Baruch Hu, not only when they park in the Mishkan, but also throughout the traveling, also throughout the time where they're walking down that path and you can't see ahead. You don't know where you're going. It's even dark. There's no light. And that's when Am Yisrael wants to know that a Baruch Hu is with them. A Baruch Hu is leading the way. We know from the famous cute story about the person who walks on the beach with Akadosh Baruch Hu next to him and he sees two sets of footprints on the ground on the sand and he looks back at his life and he sees that at some points there was only one set of footprints over there and the person turns to Akadosh Baruch Hu and says those are actually the hardest time in my life where were you why aren't you there with me I was looking for you I needed to know that you're leading me throughout those times and Akadosh Baruch Hu turns to him and says those are my footprints I picked you up during those times those are not your footprints I was right there with you and the same thing uh, Mr. L here they needed to know that Akadosh Baruch Hu will be with them not only in the parking, but throughout the entire traveling, just like Rashi emphasizes on the last Rashi on the Chumash, he says that the parking and the traveling, it's all Masayim. It's all part of one process of walking, of going through life. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be with them both in the Mishkan, in the parking, and throughout the traveling, throughout the Masah of life. You know, it's interesting because when we look at what led Am Yisrael into Chet HaEgel, it was their search for a mediator. It was their search for Moshe Rabbeinu. As they say, Ki Moshe Aish, lo yadanu What happened to Moshe Rabbeinu? We don't know where he 
is, therefore we need something else, not instead of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, instead of Moshe Rabbeinu. And therefore the Tikkun of Chet HaEgel is the opposite, is them reaching that point where they realize that they don't need all the mediators, they don't need all the things around, what they're really searching for is HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. And that's expressed in the Shekhinah coming down, as we said, even to the point where Moshe Rabbeinu himself couldn't enter. And this is expressed in a wonderful Gemara that describes a couple that didn't have children for many years, come to Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai and say, you know, we need to get divorced, not having any children. And he says, you need to do a divorce celebration. And he explains, just like you did a celebration when you got married, you should celebrate your divorce. Sort of hinting to the fact that if the purpose you got married was just to have kids, then getting divorced is also on the way to achieving that goal. So just like you celebrated that, celebrate that. And they go and do a celebration and the husband gets drunk and turns to his wife and says, you can take one thing, the thing you want most in our entire home, I allow you to take with you and take to your home. And sure enough, he wakes up the next morning at her house because she took the one thing she really wanted, which was him. And when they come back to Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai and tell him the story, he davens for them and they have children. What was Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai trying to teach them? And this connects exactly to this message. Sometimes very important things that surround our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu that are important because they're part of that, but they sometimes cause us to lose focus of what we're really searching for, which is HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. They got so used to seeing Moshe Rabbeinu in the way, seeing some sort of mediation, some sort of way to connect. They look all around them and see the whole world of Avodah Zarah bowing down to this idol, to that idol. There's always something they could look at, they could focus at, they could touch. And the Mishkan and the process they go through comes to teach them, it doesn't work like that. Look for what you're really looking for. And that's the relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. Kirvat Elokim Litov. That's what they're searching for. And as you said, whether it's while they're resting, whether it's in the journey, that's what it's all about. That's what they're trying to achieve. And that's the peak of Sefer Shema. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. Shabbat Shalom. Goyer, good Shabbos and Chodesh Tov. And we'll talk again next week. More Talking Torah videos on different topics. Check out our YouTube channel. Thank you.